0: my advice for, for anybody who wants to be a filmmaker especially if you're a woman to just like let your feminine and your femininity like, lead. like that's actually a strength like we need more cinema's, you know we
1: are listening to faux real a podcast where i interview filmmakers and i'm your host dawn warchart on this episode i got to talk to carlson young a filmmaker writer and star of the blazing world just after her premiere at the sundance film festival my
0: name is Carlson Young. I'm the director and writer, and one of the actors in the Blazing World, which is about a um, young woman who's on the brink of suicide. And before she goes through with it, she's uh, sort of dragged down to her deepest part of her subconscious to address and um,
1: confront the demons that are that are haunting her. I know that you were one of the screenwriters on the film as well. What was that process like writing and directing the film? And what was your inspiration for this story? Yeah, I I
0: had been writing a paper on Margaret Cavendish's The Blazing World um, at school. Um, and I started having recurring dreams about this black hole and kind of situated in this really pretty green wooded estate area. Um, and, and I, and I kept having the dream enough to where I was like, okay, I need to like, (laughs) write right. Do, do some, do some dream journaling and and figure out what this is about. So I quickly wrote the short film, um, version of this based off of that dream. And then, uh, it just, that the outline for the film kind of coincided with being inspired by Margaret Cavendish as a woman and, and technically considered the first sci-fi fantasy writer ever in 1666, I started, started to kind of dissect and excavate the dream of like, what's in that black hole? Like what is haunting me? <laughs> and so, so I, I wrote the feature iteration with um, a dear friend of mine and, and, and co-writer Pierce Brown who writes epic space odysseys <laughs> so we had to you know ground it and make it contained
1: um obviously he knew we weren't going to have a huge budget for this I like that you're talking about it being inspired from a dream I feel like that has like a lot to do with other things I want to talk about and I awesome. love talking about dreams Thank you. me too I woke up for the first time ever last night talking to myself like or talking in my dream and it woke me up and I was like whoa (laughs) so it was a kind of creepy experience (laughs) I was like oh Oh, wow so recent oh yeah it was yeah it was weird one thing that I really loved about the film was the use of music and it really reminded me of like David Lynch films and Mm -hmm. when he goes into like the other Realm. It really reminded me um, musically of The Shining when they're going into yeah. um, like the mountain scene and um, going to the hotel. Could you talk yeah. about your inspiration for that and if yeah. those
0: filmmakers inspired you or where that? They- oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, there's there's so many filmmakers and and literary you know references that have inspired me with this. Like, I you know and and when I was writing the, the, the feature, my husband's um, a musician and producer in his music studio, it was at our, in our loft, so in it. So I was constantly listening to this like blaring music while I was trying to write the script. Um, and so there's, there's musicality just baked into, into the script. And when we, you know, when I when my husband and I sat down to to do the score, we wanted to find a balance of electronic and orchestral, and so we 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 looked to perfect movies for our references on this. And and I and I think that well, I, I personally love watching movies that give their homages a nice wink. I, I enjoy that. So I feel like people are kind of coming at it as like maybe that's. A weakness, but I think it's a strength. We would play like chords and be like, "Oh, that's really cool," or "That's not that's not what we're looking for." And so everything that we landed on, we we really distilled and thought a lot about it. So everything is very intentional. That's
1: very convenient that you have a musician for a husband. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's extremely convenient, but just be real.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, I saw on my Facebook time hop this morning when I woke up that it was like five years ago or six years ago today that I went to the Stanley Hotel for the first time.
0: Oh man, that's so, so cool. Uh, I recently uh, got to go to um, the hotel or the hotel in in Twin Peaks outside of Seattle. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So cool.
1: I think it's called North Bend and there's a little film fest there now that just started like two or three years ago called, I think it's called North Bend Film Fest. Um, that's kind of, it's not like a Twin Peaks film fest, but it's like an homage to that, I guess. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I went the first year, but Ooh, I only saw one The Great fest. Northern. It's beautiful though. It was beautiful.
0: It's that fun so to
1: go to those places that are like so important to your inspiration and you're just like your filmic world <laughs> to yes. see them in person. It's like, like
0: your dreams, like
1: meeting your, what you're <laughs> seeing in your vision, <laughs> oh man this is so cool yeah you were talking about fantasy and a fantasy writer and one of the things that I was thinking about watching this film was it was one of several films I saw at Sundance this year that used elements of fantasy mm. to really like the female experience um, another mm. film like two of the ones that came to mind were Knocking and Mayday I don't know if you saw those two yes, Very I, saw- I did
0: see Knocking
1: very different from your film, but still kind of like giving us a feeling of a fantasy world to represent how the women were mm-hmm. feeling and what their experiences were. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if you could talk a little bit about, I guess, having to kind of go into it, maybe not having to, but choosing to go into a fantasy world to kind of mm-hmm. relay maybe some of the things that we experience.
0: Going into a fantasy world was a no brainer for me because it's what I grew up on. It's Personally, what saved me as a child, I I found you know great, you know C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and 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 big big uh, epic fantasy, like guided me like a light out of out of the darkness and 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 the symbolism and fantasy is so so well documented and deep, and for this journey of Margaret I was I was really inspired by Bluebeard which is what is that like I'm not even sure when Bluebeard pops up in the in the, in the chronology of things it's quite old but this psychic predator being this dark this dark man you know that that the woman has to encounter and have you, have you read that that um, book, Women Who Run With the
1: Wolves? No, I have not. So good. I think you would love it. <laughs> I'll write it down. I get so many good <laughs> suggestions doing these interviews. That's great. <laughs> but
0: I was reading that while kind of conceiving a lot of the ideas for this film. And, you know, she pulls from just ancient folklore and, and literature that we don't even know where it comes from. It's so old. And they all are so interconnected and have this strong female spirit, but it's always, um, it's always suppressed. It's always oppressed by, by these, by these forces that, that don't understand the female identity and the female psyche. And so the story of Bluebeard is, you know, a woman is seduced away from her family to go, to go live with uh, this, this beautiful man with this, Blue beard, <laughs> um, who lives in this big castle, and he he gives her keys to every room in the house, and there's hundreds of rooms, and he he tells her that she can go into every room except for one, and um, the key that is that goes to the particular room that she is not allowed in, it 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 just it haunts her, it calls out to her. She wants to use the key, so she uses the key, and once she does. She opens the door and she sees what's inside, and it's just this carnage of all of his past wives and and every 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 woman he's ever killed. And so, she, um, you know, she shuts the door, she slams the door, she runs away. She she, she comes back. She has to pretend like she didn't see what was inside the door, but the key won't stop bleeding, and so she can't. You know, she has to she has to address this. And this is this all to me, one big metaphor of the inner knowing of a woman and the fact that our instincts will tell us where to go. And once we see the truth, we cannot unsee it and we must address it and we must conquer it. And so Margaret saw the truth. You know, she, she saw a really hard reality when she was a little girl and she couldn't process it. And so she, as an adult woman, is having to go through that experience and figure out what those keys are and 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 what they mean for her. And you know, there's there's no overt bluebeard in the story, but like Udo Kier is is the psychic predator, like that lures her into her inner world. And so you know, these 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 fa- the fantasy symbolism, why it is so inspiring to me is because it. It is so old and anything that stands the test of time, hundreds and hundreds of years is so powerful to me. Yeah, that's kind
1: of what, I could talk about fantasy forever, obviously. (laughs) That was very beautifully said and I wasn't familiar with this Bluebeard story. So it seemed like a Beauty and the Beast, but like way more intense to me. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean, it's
0: dark. We always think of everything so Disney-fied, and that's cool because I think that put a lot of the mythology into our psyches.
1: But the original stuff is real dark, yeah. you know? It's, it certainly sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read um, The Power? No, I have not read the book The Power. Should I Amazon that today? Yes, you should. That w- So I am like just starting to tiptoe my way into like opening myself up to fantasy a little bit more. And I read that book and was like, oh, I'm really into this. It's about these women who discover that they have an ancient power of like electricity oh, in their wow. hands available to them. And they use it to fight their oppressors who are basically just the men in the world who are like you know, keeping them all down, but it's really great. You should definitely add to cart. Add, to cart. add <laughs> cart. Yeah. It's really good. I like was like, Oh, I'm, this is, I'm into this. <laughs> um, and one of my questions, I love talking about all this dream world stuff, um, was actually derived from, my dreams, probably the most important place to me growing up. Um, and in my life was my grandparents' home. And it's the mm. one place that continually just is setting the stage in my dreams. Like no matter what I'm dreaming about most often, more than any wow. place they're set in this house where my family no longer lives. I haven't even been there for like 10 years or more. Wow. Um, What's that about? yeah. I'm really connected to it. Um, emotionally and I was wondering if you could talk about if you have any connections to place like that Mm. because the childhood home in this film just seems Mm -hmm. so big and looming and and kind of drawing her in yeah the 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 home is really important um do you lucid dream no I don't I wish I did I tried to do it for a while when I was like intensely dream journaling when I was like in college but it didn't work out successfully
0: Well, maybe, you know, maybe your grandparents' home, I venture, just uh, venture to say maybe it's a place of safety for you. I think Um, so. for, for, For me, I dream about the school that I went to. All the time, like there, but but I went to the same school, kindergarten and twelfth grade. So That's an enormous chunk of my life, and I met I met that damn school like every night. Like I don't even understand why I do. I lucid dream, so I'm like constantly romping around that place, finding new parts of the campus that I never knew existed, and I do find myself coming coming back to that 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 school, and then. Also, just like
1: the wilderness, like the woods, Mm. always in the woods in my dreams. Well, that makes sense for your film then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of in the woods. Obviously,
0: the the places that we keep going back to in our dreams are fixtures of our subconscious, you Mm -hmm. know, and they're, they symbolize something. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've been really enjoying, you know, just reading Carl Jung and figuring out, the symbolism of of dreams and and what what certain things mean and it's interesting and it, it, it everyone's everybody has their own language of, of of the of dreaming and it's it's a meaning that only the the individual can
1: decipher. Do you think that when we die, if we become ghosts, those are the places we would haunt? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've never even thought about that. That's that's not, that's not so
0: crazy. <laughs> I never
1: thought about it till just now, but. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to be the ghost
0: of my middle school. Know, like, <laughs> grow
1: up? What is she doing? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are some things you learned about yourself or how did you grow in making this film? Like the whole process, like beginning to right. end, even including like this whole Sundance experience.
0: Well, I'm not the same person that I was <laughs> when I set out to make this. This has been an excruciating journey psychologically not not in a bad way in a good way um there it's, it's all one big growing pain you know anytime you set out to embark on 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 a on a project like this you grossly underestimate the amount of work and blood and sweat and tears that are going to go into it so I kind of went into it like wide-eyed and bushy-tailed like I can do this and I came out like a battered warrior <laughs> um, But it's supposed to be like that, you know, I'm, I feel suited up and prepared for, for my next film and for my next, you know, projects and eh, for, wow, I don't know. I I don't even know how to describe how different
1: I am as a person. It's, it's been a humbling experience. What are some of the things maybe your husband has pointed out to you? Like, I'm so proud (laughs) of you for this or like... (laughs) He's an angel, but I think he's, he's uh, proud of me for
0: taking a seed of inspiration. Like we had said, you know, from, from a dream and, and planting it into deep soil and watering it all the time, even when nothing was growing. And a lot of times the water was my tears. (laughs) And so you know I think just endurance I think I think he's proud of me for for
1: endurance that's sweet I like the way you described that
0: <laughs> I, um, I love a gardening
1: oh, yeah. metaphor <laughs> so this is your feature directorial debut so what advice would you have for emerging filmmakers especially emerging female filmmakers going into yeah. something big like this a lot of people told
0: me like I I, I I dead ass had somebody say to me after they read the script, it's it's very feminine. You might want to, you know, make it more of a balance or make it more this or that. And I, I clammed up and I was like, no, (laughs) no, like we need more female voices in the genre space. Like we need more female voices in general, but like, especially in this world, my advice for, for anybody who wants to be a filmmaker, especially if you're a woman to just like let your feminine and your femininity lead. Like that's actually a strength. Like we need more mothers, you know?
1: <laughs> I love that term.
0: <laughs> I heard that. I, I, I heard that, um, I can't I do not know where I heard that or read that but I was like that is amazing
1: <laughs> first time I've heard it so you're cinema <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay okay dope that's cool
1: <laughs> um well thank you so much this has been so fun this is just like a good conversation I love talking about dreams even this is not a dream podcast but I'm all about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could talk to you all day long thank you it's been a real a real
1: pleasure Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Faux The music is Lost and Bound by Tolly and Kelly. And if you guys have a moment, if you could please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate it. Thank you guys so much.